Everyone listen up, start the podcast. It's got a favorite host with the coolest guest. She's gonna make us laugh. Another new episode, Kathleen McGee's Hot Mess, uh, <clears throat> with the Kathleen McGee with no voice. I keep getting it back and then losing it because I'll go and do shows and then I'll have too much fun at the shows. And uh, so I sound um, a little like a bit of a prepubescent boy, but maybe that's uh, good for me. I don't know. I don't know if that might be good for <clears throat> my sound. Who knows? Um... It's been a, it was a good week. It snowed in Edmonton a lot, but in a good way. Like, it's been warmish, but the snow is, like, fluffy, and my dogs go flying. Like, the little dog, Dottie, she swims in the snow. It's fucking hilarious, and it's the cutest. And honestly, taking the dogs to the dog park is the best time for me. Like, it always makes me happy. Like, if I'm having a bad day go to the dog park watch the dogs run around it's the best they're like little antidepressants that um shit and uh rip toys apart but it's always 100 percent worth it i love my doggies um i don't know what else to talk about this week on this little intro thing uh nothing exciting is happening um nothing worth noting is happening in my life right now I think so we're here it's December it's Christmas season I can't I hate Christmas season for comedy it's um it's when Christmas office parties show up at shows and talk through your set and that happened to me in Fort McMurray on Friday and it was just like one dude one fucking dude that just sat there with his back to the comics the whole show and it, I don't think it would have bothered me as much if he hadn't been mumbling during every single comic. Like, like he was saying shit about every single comic. And he was doing the same for me. And I had such a rage-filled set because it just drives me nuts that there are people that are that shitty in this world. Um, I mean, I got eight shots of tequila bought for me that night. We had a really good night. <laughs> I'm actually surprised I didn't die. I'm actually surprised I really didn't even have a hangover. You guys, I don't know what it is. I'm a fucking monster. But yeah, that was like, it's it sucks. It sucks when one person, and that's probably my fault too that I can't let shit go, but when one fucking person is, ugh. It happened to me once in London, Ontario. This one fucking dude was just, I think it's when guys will just not watch me. When they won't even look up or they won't turn around or I think both of these guys called me fat at some point during their insult brigade. And it's like, or not funny or maybe if you were funny and I'm like, "Mm, I'm pretty sure I'm funny. (laughs) I've done a few things to prove that I'm funny, Um, but you're not even going to listen to me. So I was just like 
filled with rage and I was up there with with uh Celeste Lampa and this new comic named Natasha and they both like had like that show was a struggle for everybody because of one fucking dude when I'm like if if you hated it why weren't you sitting in the back like why did you sit right fucking up front it's so frustrating it's so fucking frustrating because this job is already dumb enough (laughs) you guys haven't cried yet on the new ones yet but like this job is already dumb enough that like you have to drive for five hours to have some piece of shit sit in the front and ruin a show for everybody by just being an awful person whatever You just have to keep doing it. But then Saturday night was great. Saturday night was fucking amazing. It was so much fun. I just I think I hate when it's like a I think I hate when people think that I'm not good because I get angry during a show or oh, it's so frustrating. Because I think like every comic you just want everybody to think that you're so funny and so talented, but of course there's people that think Kathleen McGee's terrible. And it's just hard to, like, not only see those people. So I try my best to focus on people not like that. But fuck. Why am I crying over this? So stupid. But it it was... These are tears of frustration. I don't know. Maybe if that dude knew, knew that, like, I had slept in disgusting hotel rooms and drove seven hours for 50 bucks at some point. or But I guess they don't know... How much you've put into this stupid fucking career. (laughs) Anyway, things are awesome. (laughs) Things are great. (laughs) It's almost Christmas. It's almost Christmas. But I I did. I had a really... I'm just emotional today. I'm just emotional today. Who knows? I'm probably getting my period. (laughs) Thank God, right? But, um... Uh, yeah, it's almost Christmas, and um, I did have a really good time in Fort McMurray. Fort McMurray, my guest this week, <clears throat> my guest this week and I talk about Fort McMurray and uh, the bad rap that it gets. And I get it, Fort McMurray 10 years ago, yeah, Fort McMurray 10 years ago was creepy. It was like a, br- a bunch of like bros up there, like it was a little scary town. It was like Fubar. The forward where you saw in Fubar. And now it's like little families everywhere because all those bros met a girl and knocked her up. And now they're starting families and buying houses and everything. And it's a nice town. It's a really nice town. Although they had a Santa Claus parade at night, which didn't make any sense to me. I mean, all the floats were lit up, but it was like kids wandering around downtown Fort McMurray at 7 p.m. at night with their parent, with their drunk parents. Um, it was fun. But my guest this week, this was a really fun podcast. Like he, he's a really interesting person. I don't know him very well. His name is Ty Brett, and um, I don't know him super well, but I do know that he is a guy who's done a lot of shit in his life. He's not just tried one thing. He's tried a lot of things, and uh, he's a stand-up comic up in Fort McMurray. We get into that a bit at the end, but he's got so many amazing stories about different things in his life, and uh, I really enjoyed uh, getting to know him a bit more on this podcast. Sometimes I know my guests like so well, and um, 
sometimes I only kind of know them and I love learning about people and finding out new things. It's so cliche, but it is really fun to do. Uh, so again, thank you guys for listening. Uh, make sure you subscribe to this podcast any way that you can make sure you rate it tell your friends about it um tweet me or send me an instagram story of you listening to my podcast and i'll put it on my stories i love when i get those it's really exciting um they happen once in a while <laughs> so i really like it i like knowing that people are listening and liking it even loving it <laughs> but um yeah, this weekend I'm in Bentley, Alberta. If anyone listening to this is in Bentley, Alberta, I will be in Bentley at some bar, probably. I don't know for sure. But then Sunday night, I am in Calgary at Yuck Yucks. And I'm telling you, if you are in Calgary this Sunday, come to Yuck Yucks. It's a showcase. Like it's a, We're taping sets that we can submit to festivals, but it's like a stacked lineup. I'm, Matt Billen is on. I haven't seen Matt in years. Kevin Stobo's on it. Pete Zedlacher, Lisa Baker, uh, Brett Forte, Todd Ness. There's more people, but I don't have the picture right in front of me. I'm on it. It's going to be such a fun, fun show. So if you are in Calgary and you want to have like a, like a friend Christmas fun night, it's a Sunday, but who the fuck cares? Man up, go out on a Sunday night and wake up and work in the morning. It's not that fucking hard. I've done it before. I used to like work at Starbucks at 5 a.m., and I would go out and do open mics until 1 a.m. and come home and work. I mean, granted, I was like 25 and had actual energy, but not even that much. So come out on Sunday if you're in Calgary. Or if you know people in Calgary, send them to Yuck Yucks this Sunday, uh, December. I think it's December, December 9th. I think that's the date, 8th or 9th. I think the show is at 7.30, so get there by 7. Come to Yuck Yucks. It's going to be so much fun. It's a really fucking awesome show. I can't wait to watch and be on it. Um, I think that's about it. My Twitter, Kathleen underscore McGee. Instagram is also Kathleen underscore McGee. I mean, I'm on Facebook. Well, who, who's on Facebook anymore? Um, yeah. Thank you for listening. This is going to, this is a really interesting episode. It's really fun. Um, and thank you to Ty for showing us around for McMurray this weekend. <clears throat> I had a great time. Uh, he told us about two restaurants. We went for, I, I feel like an asshole. We went to one place that had yellow bread for their sandwiches and they, it was amazing. And then we went to this Jamaican restaurant and I fucking, I'm so mad that I can't remember the name of it. I'll try and remember. Oh, it was the best. It was the best jerk chicken I've ever had. It was so good. And the woman that owns it is so sweet. And she's married to this big guy from Newfoundland and she's a small Jamaican woman. Oh, everything about it was perfect. And also because I got to have an amazing weekend with Celeste and Natasha. It's so nice to travel with female comics. It's, just, it's, a, it's totally different. I know that sounds weird because we just want to be like all just a regular comic, but it is different traveling with the girls. So it was fun. And it was really fun to see Natasha. She's a newer comic. And it I really like giving people opportunities because I always, always appreciated them when uh, I got them when I was starting. So I'm definitely a fan of letting people try and do, and she was amazing. I wasn't even about trying. She did such a great job. She's a very funny girl. Anyway, I'm rambling. Uh, you guys are ready to listen to this podcast. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with a new one. But for now, here is Ty Brandt, mayor of Fort McMurray. Well, I, in my opinion, mayor of Fort McMurray, you're going to love this episode. Thank you for listening.
Okay, so no, this podcast is not sponsored. Okay. Ty. <laughs> okay, let's okay uh, introduce yourself to the listeners. Hi, listeners. I'm <laughs> Ty. Ty Brandt. And, uh, That's such a, like, I would expect you to be uh, like a bull rider with that name. <laughs> it's actually my middle name. What's your first name? Harold. Harold. Okay, yeah. I can see why you changed it. Why so fell in this chair? See, now, the listeners are going to assume you're laughing hysterically at my <laughs> stupid old man name. No, no, no. I'm only laughing kind of, but then I almost, I leaned back in this chair and it surprised <laughs> me by how far I went back. No, I got, I got named after my grandfather. Uh, he died before I was born. Yeah. So I get stuck with the, you know, pass I mean, on the family name and Harold. everyone just called me by my middle name my whole life. Harry, no one calls you Harry. I went by Harrow for a while. Just Harrow. Because I thought it was interesting, right? That is also a bull rider s- yeah. sounding name. Did yeah. you secretly want to be a bull rider? Fuck, no, I'm too fat to ride bulls. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bull riders want to ride me. Yeah, but that's. You're not, you're not that. You're not that. You're not. Like, you're, you're normal fat. We're both normal fat, I'm I feel. 300 pounds. You are not 300 pounds. I am 300. I'm actually 289 right now. Okay. Yeah. Well, so you're not two, 300 pounds. I'm 11 pounds off now. Yeah. So Only you're not. Because of uh, my girlfriend kindly insisting on healthier eating. <laughs> I have an apple if you want. I have a fresh one. You don't have to I'm eat I'm not going to eat on the mic. But yeah, maybe afterwards <laughs> we'll bite into an we apple. We can have an apple. Is it covered in caramel? <laughs> exactly. What? It's the only way to eat it. That's like why. That's why like um, fat people love keto because the keto diet, which like I know people that have been successful at it. I talked to my doctor about it. She's like, "Do not do it." She's like, "Do not do the keto diet. You will have a heart attack." She's like, yeah. "It's too much because people like even when I did, I'm like, oh, I can wrap bacon around a piece of cheese and I lose weight. Like, cause yeah. you do. Yeah, cause it's weird." But it, it like, worked great for Lisa. It worked great for Lisa. She looks Killed amazing, it. but she needs to just now like. Like incorporate healthy carbs back in because I'm too that's fat what to my doctor said. Advice to other people. So this is what <laughs> my doctor said. You. This is what my fit doctor said. Who when I because I'm trying to lose weight, not hard, but I'm trying. <laughs> but but she because I said I want to do keto, and she said it's not a good idea because your brain needs carbohydrates to function. Yeah. So you just have to like. She said you can. It's good to do for a couple months and lose all that weight, and then kind of slowly co- incorporate healthy carbs back into your life. But she said to, for people that are doing it for a year on end, it's very dangerous and it is very dangerous to also difficult. It's also dangerous to lose a ton of weight really fast. Well, I've done it before. Like when I first moved up here, I I was living in a camp and I didn't know anybody. I had left everything behind. So it was just like me against the world. Yeah. You and up by up here, we're we're in Fort McMurray right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I came out and then I just started going to the gym before my shift yeah and then right after my shift yeah it was a 12-hour shift so i just did two a days and i lost 38 pounds in six weeks it was great yeah like i find that when you have no life it's really easy to lose weight because you can just be like okay let's go because i lost 75 pounds in three months once and it was like yeah i was like going to the gym twice a day because i had like no life yeah because and you can I, do that when you're on the road, too, if yeah, you, and you really can, wanted to, but you don't really want to. I never – I always bring my runners, and then – I stopped bringing my runners. So I'm like, it's just extra just luggage I'm yourself. never going <laughs> to use. I mean, if there's a pool, I'll go in the pool. But, yeah, no, so, like, uh, it's it, but it is it is dangerous. It is very good that people are, are doing it. But it is, and I'm not saying that even um, my friends did it this way, but I know a guy who was like, I'm just eating steak every day. I'm like, you're going to get the fucking gout, dude. Like you have, like, yeah. Yeah. If you want to lose weight, you can be crazy. Like people do those weird cleanses where they drink 
cayenne pepper lemonade for a month or whatever. Yeah. But you, it's not. You're just kidding yourself. <laughs> and then it's, it's a gonna, lifestyle change. And then, yeah, you have to change it all because as soon as you go back to – because, like, I lost a t- that, all that weight doing Atkins. I cut carbs out completely. Yeah. And it melted off of me. And then – as soon as I started eating carbs again, it almost came back. It, it almost doubled. Like it was crazy how fast it comes back home. My my issue was I just I just left a job I was working for a year and a half, and it was ten days on, ten days off. But those ten days you were in camp. Yeah. So camp is just a full buffet for breakfast and a oh, full yeah. buffet for dinner. So like you could have steak every night, mm-hmm. and then my biggest issue was portion control because you go work for twelve hours, ride a bus for an hour on the way back, and then you're starving. And so you've been gone for fourteen hours. You had a, a lunch, but it's just a cold, crappy yeah. b- lunch, right? And then you're just like, oh, I can have pizza and pierogies and steak All and sausage it? and as just much before as I, I want. go to bed. Yeah, and you just <laughs> fucking shovel it into your face, yeah. have a shower, and pass out. Like, oh my, that's boy- why I'm this big now. <laughs> <laughs> my boyfriend used to cook. In camps up here. Yeah. And he said, like, he's like, yeah. He's like, I gained so much weight. Like, yeah. my boyfriend has lost, I think, like, 40 pounds since we moved from Vancouver to Ever- Edmonton. I think combination of stress and lots of other things. But we have been trying to be better. But he, like, he said he was his his biggest weight when he was working up in camps. Because he'd be, like, yeah. in the kitchen. And they'd be like, well, we're going to throw out these danishes. He's like, I'll take 20 danishes and keep them <laughs> in my room and eat them all day. And it is, because it is sort of like a like a boring lifestyle and then you kind of like you're working kind of hard are were you what were you doing up, up I'm, here i'm a heavy equipment operator okay so here. you are yeah. like doing shit like you're physical yeah so you're doing all this physical stuff all day more or less i'm sedentary i sit in a seat but it it is physically demanding yeah it's, and it's, so you yeah. it's not like you're just sitting at a computer all day like only moving no. your fingers no I'm so not working my wrist like i'm jerking off <laughs> a little different so but that's like that's the thing is like you're so now you're i'm gonna make sure we're recording because i've done that before okay we're, we're, we're. <laughs> i'm all over the place i am a hot mess but um so that's the thing is like if you're doing physical work all day but you're not you're not fueling your body through the day like this well, is what i've I'm been way better now cause, yeah like I bringing said, snacks I, I and stuff fired from that job okay uh why'd you get fired well they have a drug problem at that that place they do or you do? <laughs> they, they have a problem with me doing drugs. Oh, so. like, like, <laughs> which kind of drugs? Nothing. It's so fucking stupid. I was on days off. Yeah. And I went to Ontario to see a friend I hadn't seen in probably eight years. He lives in Belize. So he came oh, nice. to visit. We rented a cottage. So a bunch of us went up. Oh, fucking awesome. And, you know, just enjoyed uh, too much THC for my liking, I guess. And I came back and they had something called a swab test. So yeah. it's up to 72 hours they can detect THC in your bloodstream. Or yeah. And you're a saliva. And then while I was gone on days off, they changed the rules and didn't notify anybody. So when I got back, my bag smelled like marijuana. So the dog hit on it. I got sent for a drug test. And I was like, oh, no problem. I'll pass it. I haven't smoked in three days. Yeah. Because that's what I do for the last year and a half. Yeah. This time? Nope. Silly me. They changed it and didn't tell anybody. Urine test up to 30 days. They didn't tell anybody. Isn't that right. illegal? No. Well, it's a random test anyway. You sign your rights away yeah. and you take the job. So... Is, yeah. Has any of that changed since legalization up here? So they told me I passed my test. Uh-huh. I worked my full 10-day shift. Yeah. We had a – there's a safety meeting. So they have a, the representative from the oil sand company come and talk to the contractors. And they told us, hey, with legalization coming in next month, uh, we've decided to change our policy. And it's uh, still zero tolerance. And we got rid of the swab test because there's no accurate way to actually tell. I'm like, that was the closest thing to accurate. Yeah. What are you talking about? So they got rid of that. It's only urine. 
And, you know, as you know, THC can stay in your body up to 30 days or more. That's so fucked up because, like, I get it. They don't want people to be high operating equipment. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I don't want to be high operating Nobody does. <laughs> That's dangerous. But, like, to have smoked a joint two weeks ago and then get fired because you're now at work. Like, I think that's just fucking bullshit. Like, it's yeah. still a way to control people. Well, it worked out in my favor because I got a new job right away the next yeah. day. And they're like, oh, perfect. We'll just send you for your drug and alcohol test. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I'm busy for two weeks. I can't. <laughs> I'm on a cleanse. <laughs> I got to cleanse my urine. <laughs> but I got the job. And what I had failed for was 14 nanograms, which is so nothing. insignificant. It's nothing, right? But there's a zero tolerance. So I get this new job. I wait the two weeks, you know, because I want to, you know, piss clean. I go and do it's a physical exam. Everything. They're checking your skeletal system, nervous wow. system. Oh, yeah. Everything. They carry weights. Because they don't want you to die on site or something. Is that what yeah. it is? Yeah. Wow. Well, you're signing all kinds of things. Yeah. Right? So sign the contract. Go for the orientation. We come to the drug and alcohol policy of the company. And they're not zero tolerance. Okay. 15 nanograms. I'm like, I could have done this test two weeks ago. Oh, my God. It made me laugh. It was like 3,000 nanograms of cocaine, 150 nanograms of PCP. And then it got to the alcohol part. And it was 0.04. I'm like, so these are what will get you fired? Like, no, those are the tolerances for the day. If you fail that, you get the rest of the day off. I'm like, so I can have two beers for breakfast every day and be okay? Is that what you're telling me? Like, we're not telling you that. We are not telling you that at all. Uh, you are finding loopholes that we will close if you continue to That's find them. That's not a loophole. That's actually what it says. And That's I was like, crazy. Who has 150 nanograms of PCP in their system on a daily basis? <laughs> I mean, I don't know, but that person's having a good time. It's just like a weekly thing for me. What is a PCP again? Is that like meth? Angel dust. Is that like cocaine and weed? Is that uh, what angel dust is? No. Oh. No. I don't know. Cocaine and weed was Cocoa Puffs. That's okay. what it used to be when I yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that yeah, term before, yeah. yeah. But no, but PCP is a, Not good. a hell of a drug. Did you ever watch Training Day? No. With Denzel Washington? and No, uh, I know what the movie I don't think I've ever seen it, though. Well, he makes his rookie smoke PCP. And he's like, oh, didn't the light get wet? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's allowed, 150 nanograms. Wow. Like, and oh, sweet. I always heard that, like, cocaine was so big up here because it comes doesn't it leave your system in 24 hours that's what i heard that's yeah what, so that, well, it's big up here for, it was it's not as big now but it was big up here for two reasons one you get short change mm -hmm. so you'll work three days then you have to stay up all night so that you can switch tonight to the next day yeah so people will do short change parties basically we just did three days now i finished the day i've got to stay up all night so i can sleep all day tomorrow to go to work tomorrow night oh my so God. we might as well do coke all night and keep going and, yeah, it's out of your system, so it's not detectable. Whereas weed, if you had a bunch of pot smokers up here, yeah. it would be a lot easier. Yeah. Like I said, fat-soluble. Stay in your system up to 30 days. Can't have that. We don't want stoned, happy people on their days Why off. would we want people just no. happy? Go get shit-faced drunk and bump some keys. Like, Go be <laughs> miserable and, and do a bunch of coke and then wake up hating yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and wonder where your paycheck went. Exactly. Oh, maybe yeah. that's their way of, like, keeping people here. Like, well, I go back to work. I have no money anymore. <laughs> Maybe that's their evil way of keeping people up here at Fort McMurray. Do you, well, how long have you lived up here for? I was coming up for a one-year plan. I was going to stay in camp. and you, They all money, try to come for one year. Pay off my student yeah. loans, my credit cards, yeah. you know, build a better life for myself. Uh, that one-year plan was seven years ago. Ah, that always happens. Yeah. That always happens. No, I, you know what it is, though? This town gets a really bad rap. I fell in love with this place. You know what? Honestly, it's a really nice town with some people that are awful. 
But that's like any city. Every town. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like last night, I always like coming here, but last night of the show, there was just like one piece of shit that wrecked the whole show for everybody. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to leave hating Fort McMurray because I've had a really yeah, good time here. Don't hate because of one person. That's, no. No. But I mean, and it's it's getting a little bit better because I was up here when the, is, there was a, a crisis and people were. a big family town. Yeah. People don't realize that. We've got one of the well-funded school boards in all of Alberta. You have... It's such a family-oriented community. We have the largest recreational facility in North America here. What? Yeah, Mac Island is huge. Is that like a like an indoor hockey like five hockey rinks? Five hockey rinks. Olympic-sized swimming pool, two water slides, a lazy river, a splash pad for the kids, steam Jesus. room, sauna. How about the splash pad Six. for the adults? Why is it always for the kids? What you're gonna go in two feet of water? Just yeah, go to yeah. Lazy river on mushrooms, like I do. It's way better. Okay, sounds good. But they've got <laughs> rock climbing, curling. There's a library. We have speakers come in arlene dickinson was here that's the last one yeah. i saw anyway i mean i think that like this like it's changed from i remember when i would come up here with, as a little kid with my mom because she worked for alberta culture and so she was so in the 90s yeah i would come up and do different. the oils at, oh very different i remember she yeah. my mom used to always think it was hilarious she's like this is the only mcdonald's in the world that doesn't have the golden arches because they didn't <laughs> have the golden arches really yeah mm. for the longest time but then you now you guys got arches now you're a real town uh no this is a actual city like we were even saying that coming in that celeste was like i keep forgetting this is like a city yeah it's, Be- it's a very small city like you can't go anywhere without running into somebody you know yeah yeah, yeah somebody but before the fires i think we were around eighty thousand people yeah and i don't know what it is now i heard anywhere from 60 to 70 so a lot of people didn't come back lots of people didn't yeah wow yeah. like if they lost their house there's like fuck it i'm not well, some got paid out for insurance and like you know what i'm done i didn't plan on staying there as long yeah you know what i mean it yeah just worked out for some people for the better i guess yeah other people have had fucking nightmares they're still building houses up that ridge wow you can still see some of the yeah that one right there still a wood frame like a oh, up so top this was there. all on fire here all of these trees that whole neighborhood holy burnt down. shit yeah. wow yeah that's crazy i mean like i think a lot of people uh a lot of people just don't like fort mcmurray for reasons of like just because they're like oh, i don't like oil most don't people like that don't this. like it have never been here exactly that's the same way when people say things about edmonton I like Edmonton, too. Because I've only I, ever heard shitty things because I'm from Toronto. It was shitty growing up. I grew up there. There was nothing. Okay. Except for the, the mall was the only thing. But now it's like this really cool city. It's got so many young people that are opening businesses because they can afford to still in Edmonton. Yeah. And, like, it's just got a cool, like, food scene and a cool, great, like, I think it's got one of the best comedy scenes in the it country. It does. I would consider it a hub. For the... It's got four, three or four comedy clubs in and around. Yeah. It's crazy. And then two or three open mics a night. Yeah. Like, like it's, it's, it's great. And then so people that always say that kind of stuff, oh, Fort McMurray, oh, Edmonton. Like, no, you've been living in Toronto your whole life. You've never left. Yeah. You only ever hear the bad stories of what CBC it, reports. You, and every time yeah. they talk about the town, oh, God. like if it's just like if there was a, an arrest or something. Yeah. The front cover image is of a tailings pond. It's like, what has that got to do I know. with this city? Mm-hmm. It is, I mean, oil and environment it is a huge subject, and, and it, there is no doubt that climate change is real. <laughs> like, looking at the weather here right now, yeah. like, 10 years ago, this place would have been covered in snow. Oh, this time last year, like, yeah. I love my Facebook reminders. Yeah. This time last year, it was minus 36. Yeah. It's like minus 70. Yeah, so this is crazy. Yeah. Like, like, and I've said, that, like, my boyfriend, this is his first, uh, well, no, it's not his first Alberta Wood. He was up here, but 
he's like, I can't believe how like warm it is still. Like there's yeah. not even. I this guess a snowstorm very... is coming today. <laughs> we skipped fall though. It went from summer to winter. Yeah, right it did. Away. It did. Yeah, we did. But it is weird. But I mean, also, but people don't even like if you hate the oil sands and if you hate oils and pipelines, all that shit. Stop driving a car. Stop using everything you use because there's petroleum in everything. I, I think one of the biggest concerns people have is there, there is seems to be a lot of misunderstanding. Um, we would love to transport it through pipe because it's the safest and easiest and most efficient way. Yeah. However, it's not realistic to transport it all the way to the East Coast, right? Like that's a long way yeah. to push pipe. So what they do is import it. We import 38% from Saudi Arabia and Venezuela. It's like, but we make. We have it here. Yeah, and we, the one of the biggest things that like I don't do Facebook arguments anymore. I try Neither my best because it, you, it accomplishes out. nothing. Yeah, but you'll see people that are like, oh, it's it's dirty tar sands. Like this is the most ethical oil available in the world. Yeah, we have such a, some of the most cleanest environmental practices. We don't discriminate on gender. It's like Saudi Arabian oil. Please, please let me know why that's so ethical. Yeah, they I still have slavery. Yeah, <laughs> there's no I think women just got the right to drive. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But you can't call that ethical oil. But it's so like it's it's off the petrodollar. But we're not going to get into that today. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not. That's too much business and stuff. But yeah. I do like but I, for, you know, fuck the oil sands. You know, who cares about that? Really? Yeah. This town itself, though, is one of the most multicultural places you'll ever see. It totally is. is. Such a, everyone's like, oh, a bunch of fucking rednecks and <laughs> jacked up trucks. Like, uh, no, we have one of the largest mosques in Alberta. Yeah. We have a huge Filipino population, a huge Somali population. We have multiple African convenience stores. Yeah. Uh, like, one of my favorite restaurants is a Jamaican restaurant here, Celeste. That's Celeste. So yeah, good. she's like, we have to go to the Jamaican so restaurant. Reminds me of the Real Jerk on Queen West. Oh, like, I love oh. the Real Jerk. Yeah. Like, it's, there's just so much here. Like everything I love to do in life is here. We have one of the greatest gun ranges. I know you're not a gun fan, but uh, I, it's not that I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of people uh, having guns in their homes, but I am. A, I understand. My my brother hunts. I get it. Like I get why you would have a gun. I've shot a gun before, and I can tell you, I like uh, I've never felt hornier after in my life. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh my god, I need to buy something. <laughs> Were you just compensating for your lack of penis? Probably. My, yeah. It was probably. It pro- I felt like I finally was holding the giant cock in my hand and shooting bullets out of it. There's there's things about guns that I understand, but I, it's the fact it's and even Canada like they do background checks. I've done my friends got gun licenses so they could just go yeah, shoot. It could be up to a six month process for you. To it get was, a and they here. like they put me down as a reference. I'm like, I'm never gonna get called. I got called. Like of I was like, yeah. oh wow, I have no idea that they were they, gonna actually they call, call me. your um, conjugal partners for the last five years. Yeah. So if we had slept together three years ago. Uh, I'd have to put it down because if they find out afterwards, you can have your license. Removed. No, they would call you and say, "Hey, do you think Ty I don't is remember a who danger? I slept with three years ago?" Well, do you think <laughs> Ty would be a danger to himself or you if he owned firearms? So if we had a bad breakup, my gun license and hunting lifestyle and everything yeah. is in your hands. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I yeah. like. I wasn't aware. Like, this is why I feel like. Yes, Canadians can speak up about gun um, legislation. In the, America is just fucked right now. The, the fact, states are different because they're individual states with individual yeah. laws. And I, I mean, I think that's what I'm. That's what I'm concerned about. I'm concerned about gun control. I don't want to take guns away from people. I just don't want guns to be going into the hands of people that are going to go and shoot up a concert. Yeah. Or you know, like there's so many unstable people out there that have access to guns. And well, we have mental health checks here as well. Yeah. 
there's a p- extensive police background. Check my license is run every day through CPIC. What do you? Oh, your your driver's every, li- your gun license. Every or? single gun license in Canada is run on a daily background check. It's not like they okay. Well, here's Ty Brandt. Let's check today. Yeah. It's if you get arrested for any offense, it automatically comes up that you have a firearms license. Oh, and okay. If it was anything to do with violence yeah. or whatever, your gun license is immediately revoked, and the RCMP will come and take your guns from your home. See, this is what people need to hear. I like. I did not know it was this extensive and yeah. serious in Canada, and that's great to hear because that is that is what needs to happen. Yeah, like, but then you hear all this stupidity of like, oh, John Tory, the mayor of Toronto, wanted to have a handgun ban. It's like, what? What do you? Who do you think? Do you think like legal handgun owners are going and shooting people? No. There's multiple cases daily. They're stopping handguns at the border. Yeah. It's a flood of illegal market, but no, let's ban handguns. Uh, in this city, like, how do you do it? I'll just drive to Peterborough or I'll drive north to York region. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. And there's over 200,000 licensed, uh, restricted firearms license owners in Toronto. Yeah. It just seems like it's like people are trying to put a fix. There's just so much misinformation. And And there's not enough. If you're already against it, why would you want to learn? I don't care. That's what has to start happening though. That's what starts like. I've learned, especially because of Facebook and all this stupid arguing, is like you people start need to start a reading the articles that they're yeah, reposting, not just the inflammatory headlines. Yes, reading the entire thing and forming their opinion on it and informing themselves before they get into these debates that they know nothing about. And I've been in debates. I'm, I'm just like, well, this, 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 and then someone's like, that's not true. And no, I'm like, I used to be bad for it, you know. Yeah. And it's just like it's. It, I've had to learn and, and you just have teach to, myself yeah. to be more skeptic and more accepting. My opinions can change on multiple things yeah. because you have to adapt. You have to. Like, there's no way I get, oh, I got one news source. That's yeah. where I got my information. Obviously, it's fact, and that's going to be my belief for yeah. life now. And then something comes along. It's like, oh, actually, no, here's a study that showed that was wrong. Uh, here's another article that demonstrated that those numbers were false. And you're like, oh, well, I guess my opinion's been changed. Yeah. But that doesn't happen on Facebook. No. It doesn't happen in Facebook arguments. Well, because I think pe- nobody wants to feel dumb. Nobody I wants feel to feel dumb go- all the time. But they don't want to admit that they're wrong or that I'll they're dumb. It, but it's few and far but between. But most people don't. Yeah. Most people aren't as enlightened as you. <laughs> but but it, it's true. Like, like if you... I've just gone to so many fights with people, and I'm just like, are you just, like, crazy? I want to get rid of Facebook so bad. I know. I only keep it for comedy. Yeah, that's the only reason why for I really have it. and for memories, and then I've got friends all yeah. over the world. I have a bunch family. of pictures, yeah. But I don't I, – politi- I wish that you could filter out political conversations. Well, you can, but it's uh, – what I started doing is it daily tells you, like, oh, it's Kathleen's birthday today. Yeah. So I just look at it and go, when was the last time I talked to Kathleen? And then you go Would look at my... I call her on the phone yeah. to say happy birthday? Would I go out of my... If she asked me out for a drink for her birthday, would I go? Yeah. No. I haven't seen this person in nine years. Yeah. Uh, I don't, like... No, you know what? Unfriend. So I've brought my list down from over 2,000 people. I'm down to, like, 600 now. Oh, like it's feeling really good on the daily. I would love to. I would love yeah. to for people to just go over to my Facebook page, and then for I would comedy, start using yeah. it more. I tried to do that, but it, then I just kept going. It was. I will get rid of it. I'm just enjoying Instagram. Instagram is the only one that's fine because there's not as many words, and you can sw- you can go <laughs> right past all the comments yeah. and words and stuff. Yeah, Instagram is 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 the best one. I think. Maybe Twitter as well, but. No, I try to stay away from Twitter. It seems so toxic, and then you try to convey. 
so much into what do you get now 280 characters you get too many they got to go back to the small so people shut the fuck off a little bit (laughs) like it's a bit too much it's a bit too wordy now but i like i personally use it as a a live joke book yeah that's the only thing way to document your jokes right yeah like put my jokes in and then if i get some reaction i'm like okay i'll work on this if it gets no reaction i'm like well wasn't as funny as i thought it was or you guys are all dumb (laughs) (laughs) yeah both are possibilities both are possibilities i joined twitter when charlie sheen was having his meltdown yeah and then i haven't used it since well twitter out there i don't even know what it is anymore twitter is only fun if a you just want to read stuff or B, you have followers. Because if you don't have a lot of followers, you feel like you're just sending out these things to no one and nobody's doing anything about it. Yeah. But it is all this social media gratification of like, oh, I got favorite, I got retweeted, I got this, I got that. Oh, it's dopamine. It's great. It's fucking amazing. Like, I'm going to... my drug addiction. I'm going <laughs> to brag and name drug right now, but this was very exciting for me because I have a Mary Catherine Gallagher tattoo that Tony did this I summer. And Molly Shannon saw it. Like, I tagged her in it, but I'm like, yeah, she probably never saw it. And then she, like, she was so fucking nice. But, like, she, like, reposted it and called me a comedian and called me. I don't know. It was just, like, I was crying. <laughs> I was like, because it's crazy, though. Like, social media has built some people's careers. Not like I'm saying this is going to send me to another level or anything. But it's just like, okay, so now this person is aware that I exist. Yeah. And this other person it's said that I'm funny. Mind. Like, I, I are aware of me, and that's what happens. But, like, I know that there's tons of writers that have gotten their jobs off of Twitter, early Twitter. Like, lots of writers for shows were on Twitter and uh, were just good at it, so they got hired to write for comedy. So it's, like, it's a necessary evil, yeah. but it's it's not even that necessary. We're a horrible well, society the these the days. Positive of what comes out of that picture. Molly Shannon probably went for Thanksgiving dinner with her family. Yeah. And... Didn't want to talk about politics. You know what came up? Hey, there's a Canadian comic that got my face tattooed, tattooed on under her body. So it's like, oh, her name's Kathleen. Like, so now her whole family knows your name. Yeah, and like, that's the thing. It's, it's just awesome. like that kind of shit is why I like. Now you're immortal. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I'm immortal. <laughs> yeah, you're immortal. You're immortal. You'll live forever in someone's mind. That story will get passed down for years and years. Yeah. Or, or people will be like, "Who's fucking crazy enough to get someone's face tattooed?" Me. Plus, my yeah. tattoo artist Tony is fucking incredible. Like, just I would never do it if he wasn't just like the greatest. Anyway, I like doing weird shit. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. No, me too. That's. I, I have a whole bit. I try. I try so hard. Not to make jokes about tattoos when I'm on stage. Yeah. But, like, this is one of my favorite. I won't do the bit, but this is my onion, Lucius. He's crying while he cuts up a dead prostitute. Jesus Christ! I wanted to remember Lucius forever, and he's right next to my grandparents' name. Because, you know, you mark the ones you love, right? <laughs> Why did you want to get a... <laughs> I'll, I won't tell you the story. You, you could see see me do stand-up, and you'll hear it then. But, oh, my God. Uh, Lucius was a coroner I worked with, and he... He set a record. Well, we, we set a record for processing the most dead prostitutes in a 24-hour you period. You were a coroner? No, fuck no. I wasn't a coroner. Oh. I worked in a crime lab. You worked in a crime lab? Yeah. Like but, CSI? But I don't into that shit. Yes, I do. Like, no, no. Not today. Well. No. Okay. But like, that's why I got that. was just because like, that was just such a memorable moment. It's like, yeah, that's so awesome. And then I get to make a fun joke out of it. Oh, my God. Because he, I asked him, like, how do you? Like I, I quit. I just I had didn't want to do anything with it anymore. It was just it's a terrible job. You're jaded. I feel so bad for first responders and police officers. Yeah, that's. I, shit. I think so, that you should only be allowed to do that job for a certain amount of time because I think if you're in it too long, well, they get paid shit too. It'll so the problem you. is yeah. there's a shortage of police officers because the smart ones realize oh, that's fuck, what I want to do that job. Yeah, it's so shitty in this day and age. Yeah. 
So then you get the dumb ones who are like, oh, yeah, sweet, get to be a yeah, cop. Those are, and then and those, those are the, the ones that apply, ones. and then a few get through the cracks. I know lots of great cops, yeah. but I know a couple of shitty ones, too. Like, how the fuck did you get that job? But that's like the, the, the whole, the one audience member ruined the whole fucking show. Yeah. Like, one shitty cop will just, like, put a bad taste in people's mouths about cops. Yeah. yeah. And it sucks. And they're dealing with the worst people on their worst day every day when are you happy to see a cop that you yeah. didn't call yeah. never right never. so you're already on edge and in a shitty mood and obviously that's going to project i don't know it's just a shit job so it is it is they got to go home to a family and then that's why there's such a high rate of divorce and yeah. cheating among law enforcement officers and it's it's just real shitty but then i asked lucius like how do you do this day in day like out? cut up bodies yeah and then go home when he says they call me the onion i said what What's the difference between onions and dead hookers? I don't cry when I'm cutting up dead hookers. Oh, my God. Like, Man, that's so fucking hardcore. That's hardcore and, <laughs> and horrifying. Uh, he it's, was hilarious, man. That's crazy, though. Yeah. That's, so. a, that's, a, that's a crazy job. But I, I, I do that, and then I had a whole bit about, like, a guy died on a plane, and I was in New Zealand flying back. I just got my ass tattooed, and I was high on Percocet, so I couldn't do anything to help him. He died next to you? No, he was a few seats up, but he was he was a large man. And they had to drag him to the back of the plane, and it was great. So I did this bit. You had to drag for, a dead man? To, I didn't. They no, no, did? No, they did, yeah. It was hilarious. And they gave everybody free alcohol because it sucked, and we still had like 10 hours to go in the flight, and I was already high as fuck. Oh, my God. It's so shit-faced. It was the greatest flight ever. Like, I hope someone dies on every international flight I'm That's on. That's also, you're a horrifying person. fucking party. <laughs> it's such a party. <laughs> I'm always terrified that someone's going to throw up near me. I've never thought about someone dying next oh, to me. No, he uh, had a fucking heart attack, I guess. Well, they didn't know, first of all. Yeah. They, and they call for a doctor, and I'm, like, passed out, right? No, Are you no a doctor? Words. No, fuck. They call for a doctor. Oh. They go on the airplane. <laughs> well, I don't know. You were, you're like, was I was a CSI? No, I, no, no, no. So they, I'm a comedian. They call, I no, the no. woman beside me wakes up. She's like, you a doctor? And I'm like, fuck, no. Why? They're like, oh, they need assistance. And I just kind of look. I'm like, not for me. Like, a... Nothing I can do. Well, AEDs or uh, yeah, AEDs, the defibrillators. Yeah, they don't work on planes because of the turbulence and the vibration of the plane. It can't properly detect uh, the heart rate of someone on the. So they're. You know. Why do they have them on the planes then? Well, I guess they work sometimes. I okay. Don't know. But this was well, fuck. This is seven years ago, eight years ago, yeah. maybe. So I don't know. Maybe the technology got better. But anyway, he died. So they had to uh, move his body. And they dragged him to the back of the plane, oh and they put him in the uh, flight attendant's jump seat. <gasps> and then my favorite was that they finally found a use for that demonstration seatbelt that they use. And they put it around his head so his body wouldn't fall out oh of the my God. thing. So then when we landed, she had to sit in his seat and like, oh, how does it feel like sit in a dead dude's seat while we land? That's wicked. That's wicked? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, it was probably not that warm. I don't know. Well, I don't. Don't you, like, lose control of your bowels when you die, too? Yeah, not right away. Okay, so... No, but you got a few hours. You'd be all right. Before your bowels are like, I'm out of here, yeah. too. Bye. <laughs> oh, my God. Before you evacuate your bowels. I've yeah. never... Oh, I have seen, a, like, a fresh dead body. My first one when I was seven. What? Yeah, my grandparents. <laughs> they uh, they live next to uh, OPP officer, Ontario Provincial Police officer. Yeah. And they lived on a lake, Lake Kuchiching, north of Toronto. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so this guy and his wife were out, and his hat fell off while they were out on the boat. And he leaned in to get it, and he fell out and hit his head on the engine. And his wife 
Oh, I don't know what to do. I'll go get help. And leaves him there, face down, unconscious <gasps> in the water. Oh so they get the police boat out. They search. They find him, like, the next day. Yeah. But they find him near my grandparents' place, and then they know that our neighbor is a cop. So they ask him, like, hey, can we just pull onto your dock, bring him out of the water, right? Well, his dock wasn't big enough, so they had to use my grandparents' dock. And my cousins were visiting from BC, so they all rushed us to the basement. Like, oh, no, you kids can't see this. Well, they forgot there's a fucking basement window. Oh, my so God. Like four kids under the age of 11 all just like, oh, what's that? They pull out this bloated, blue <gasps> body out of the water and drag it right past the window. Where all, my cousins are like, ew, gross. And I'm just like, cool. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, then, yeah, then you want to be a CSI. If you like, <laughs> I, saw, I saw bodies at funerals and stuff. The only body I ever saw that was like, like they had just passed away as my grandpa. Like I, we, they called us, we were r rushing to get there. And then when I got there, he was, he was gone. And it was just like, it was scary. It's the first time you saw a body not in a casket. Yeah. Yeah. That was had like wide mouth and it's really fucking weird. White blue lips. And yeah. yeah it's all gone. It's like, you can see that there is no life in there anymore. And it's yeah. really fucking weird. It's creepy the first couple times. Yeah. Yeah. So did you do like you went to murder scenes and investigated that kind of stuff? No, I worked in a lab. I, like I've seen things like that. I think the worst oh. I ever saw was a motorcycle accident where the body was decapitated. The <gasps> head was still inside the helmet. Oh, no. Yeah, that was cool. I might get that tattooed next. That'd be a decapitated motorcyclist? Yeah, I got three decapitated heads on my arm. So why not add one with a motorcycle? Gee, why, what's your obsession with decapitated heads? Well, it's Japanese style, but I don't know, it's not an obsession. It's, well, it uh, sounds like you've got three tattooed onto your interest. body. <laughs> it's an interest. It's an interest. <laughs> oh, my I God. I about it. I just made it permanent for my life. You know? Oh, my God. What's the best way to die that you won't feel as sleeping? Dying in your sleep, I guess, right? You wouldn't feel it. Know. Would I mean, you? I've never died, so I don't. I'm not afraid of death experience. at all. I am not. I'm, I'm, I think drowning would suck. Freezing to death would suck. Burning alive? No, I've heard burning alive is not so bad. Uh, it only hurts for a minute, and but then, then your you nerve endings burn. Oh, God. And then you don't feel it anymore, but you're still alive for no, a little bit. That sounds pretty fucking awful. But most people in house fires and things of that nature don't die from burning to death. They die from smoke inhalation. Like, the guy from This Is Us. Have you seen that show? No. I All right, well, I probably... Bad things. It's, what are you talking about? It's the best fucking show ever. It, it is so good, and I'm going to spoiler alert Clearly everyone. You never watch Pokeroo, but whatever. <laughs> Pokeroo. <laughs> oh my god! But that's how Jack dies. Is like, you think he's going to die in the fire, but then he comes out, and then they're at the hospital, and then well, he has like a heart issue, and then he dies in the hospital of his heart issue and stuff. And I was just like, we thought he was going to live. We knew he. W you know, he's not going to live from the beginning. But fuck. Anyway, you're not <laughs> listening. People that are listening to this that have seen this as us are like exactly Kathleen. Exactly. It's a good fucking show. I, there's so many options out there's there. There's so many options. You're and, right. Uh, that's not what I'm interested in. That's it's a too sensitive. You're no, not a sensitive no, person. I, just, I I prefer more comedy and stupidity. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. It's well, just, then you need to watch Vice Principals because I'm in the middle of Vice Principals on HBO. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's fucking crazy. great. I've got Amazon Prime and Netflix, and I work 12 hours. Yeah, with a one hour bus ride each way. And cancel Amazon Prime and no, get get, get Crave. Crave is like got movies on it now. Yeah, well, I don't Crave know. is Amazon's the best one right now. It's got Goliath and it's got Man in the High Castle. Well, keep them all, and then you're still paying less than cable. It's like ten bucks a month I only for keep all the of them. Two. Yeah. Amazon Prime, but I didn't know I had the video. I got it because I buy 
too much shit off of Amazon. Yeah, 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 yeah. But and then like, hey, you know, you've got Amazon Music and Amazon Video. I'm like, what's what? that? For I real, you didn't know that for three fucking months. I had no idea I had it. Oh my god, that's funny. Yeah, and then I found out like Amazon Music sucks, but yeah, it's not. You know, it's good for older stuff. There's not a lot of new stuff released. Like I got a lot of Bill Withers on there, and I listen to a lot of older stuff on it. A ton of Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin, and you know the older shit. The old but, shit. You know, I think like the newest rap might have been Wu Tang. <laughs> <laughs> it's not exactly up to date. Not really. A, there's no. There's no little Uzi. Uh, little Uzi Vert. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. I never. I feel so old now because I'm like, who are these punks with the tattoos on their faces? <laughs> When did that start? When did that become the thing that white rappers do? Birdman and Gucci Mane. Well, they're not white rappers, but I mean that's like the that's the first. Are they the ones that I I just see that like all Gucci the white Man rappers had the ice have. cream cone tattooed on his face? Like that's the first one I can remember. Well, that's it. Yeah, I just yeah. like but like Post Malone and like the other kids that are. I, I love all the Post Malone memes. Yeah, it's just like they just show a picture. I'm like, what do you think this room smells like? <laughs> I just maybe well I'm sure that I'm sure that black rappers have had tattoos on their faces for years and I never even noticed but then I just see all these like white punks being rappers with tattoos all over their faces I'm I, like what's going on I got to think the biggest one for me that went mainstream that I know was Lil Wayne yeah oh, Lil yeah, Wayne's been had... around for fuck I don't know how long but you know I wouldn't call him old school but he's just he's been no he's been around for, for a while. like I would say twenty years probably. I, yeah, probably. Like I'm, yeah, like I'm getting close to my 14th year in comedy, and it's. I'm. He's sure he's been rapping longer than I've been joking. Oh yeah. <laughs> Name your album. <laughs> <laughs> rapping long before I'm joking. I do have my Just name for my album. album. Yeah, it's Meat Cubes and Peppermint Dicks. <laughs> okay, wait a second. Where's that from? You last night. <laughs> I don't remember saying that. I don't. Yeah. What did I do? <laughs> well, you were shit faced for one. And then, because I had like eight shots of tequila that a group that I was swearing at and told them they were being disrespectful bought me. Yeah, deal with your <laughs> Which problems with have. alcohol. It's fine. Whatever, I'm fine. I, yeah, this was after the show. So then you wanted to go to McDonald's. Of course. And uh, as we're driving, you're starting to slur your words. <laughs> and it came and you said, like, I just want to get some meat cubes. I'm like, what? <laughs> we go to the McDonald's and at the drive-thru and they tell you, Oh no, we we're not serving food for like another fifteen twenty. I'm like, well shit. I'm like, this is bullshit. Oh, I remember we went to a different McDonald's. So we went to another McDonald's and now while we're driving, you're just like, I love sucking dick. Oh, like, <laughs> oh okay. She's like, it's, so many dicks would get sucked if they taste like peppermint. <laughs> I didn't. You don't remember any of this? No. Oh, it was magical. Yeah. Oh my god. She's like, I just want to get some 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 burgers and square boxes, you know, meat cubes and peppermint dicks. <laughs> Name, name of your first album. Yeah. <laughs> that might have to be my second album because I'd have to write a joke about meat cubes and peppermint dicks. And That's we, so funny. Then we get to the McDonald's oh and God. we order our food, yeah. which took a while because yeah. the, you three ladies were wasted. decided to change your orders midway through. <laughs> uh, How so, did you put up with the three female comics? Like, good for you for like taking three female comics around. I worked at a daycare once, too, so... <laughs> I had a lot of jobs. I wear a lot of hats. I was 18 years old. I worked at a daycare. I'm used to dealing with toddlers and drunk women are pretty much the same. The same thing. You're all very similar. Oh, my God. Yeah. But then we get to that one, 
And uh, we order our food, and we get in line, and there's a car in front of us, and then there's just, like, two drunk dudes standing off to the side of the parking lot. Yeah. Right? So then the first car moves, and Buddy just kind of waves at us and walks up to the window. Oh, I remember this, yeah. You do remember, oh, because you do remember part of the night. I No, I remember part of the I just don't remember saying meat cubes and peppermint dicks. Oh. <laughs> well, I, I worked... Good for me, though. That's I fucking hilarious. bars and nightclubs for 10 years. Yeah. So when you were... Like, that's how I paid my way through school and shit. So when you were done, you'd meet up with the other bouncers and security from the area we'd meet up at mcdonald's because yeah. the only place open yeah so we'd drive through order our food sit in the parking lot smoke weed and eat our food and watch dave Chappelle on dvd portable dvd players yeah. in the car right well we got so used to like you, you know the people by name that work in the mcdonald's yeah your first name basis and then you see drunk people wander up and like no you can't come to the window we're closed you have to have a car right it's like that's a been a steadfast rule for as long as i can remember so uh, we ended up like at four in the morning bouncing people from the McDonald's drive through. Be like, hey, dude, you're fucking drunk. You can't get food. Go the fuck home. Right? Oh, my God. Go to the gas station and bug them. Yeah. Like you're harassing a minimum wage employee at a window. They got to close the window. Now they're scared of you and the next people. Like, <laughs> So we kicked out a lot of people out of the drive through. So then this fucking guy's at the window for like five minutes and we're all waiting and you guys are getting a little impatient. And like, oh, my fucking meat cubes. <laughs> so, <laughs> So I'm like, all right, well. What was I trying to order? What, like chicken nuggets or like a. No, Celeste got chicken nuggets. You got you got breakfast sandwiches and uh, McDoubles. How many? Two. Of each? Yeah, I think so. Because I woke up with half a McDouble on the nightstand. Well, there you go. At least you got half of it in you. <laughs> but this guy, like, so he's at the fucking window just harassing this chick, right? And I'm like, well, I'm sober. And you I, yeah, you food. were going to get out of the car. Yeah, I'm like, I pull up a little clip. I'm like, all right, bud, that's enough. Like, leave him the fuck alone. I give you five minutes for your drunken stupidity to, you know, bug this person. Yeah. But time's up. Yeah. Let's go. He goes, I'm not moving. I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> like, I get that you don't know people in public, but you're, you're drunk at a fucking window at McDonald's at one in the morning. And you see someone driving. I mean, you don't know me. You don't know how big I am. Yeah. You just see me and my stupid hat and my beard sitting in a little girl car you know with three women and you're like i'm not moving i'm like yeah you are we're gonna get our food and leave get the fuck out of here he goes fuck you I'm like oh really <laughs> yeah, okay i, re- I remember so this I reach now the door, but i'm not driving my car i'm driving celeste i don't know how it fucking works i can't open the door and like by the time i finally figure out the unlock you've all calmed me down enough to be like ty leave it alone just let it go yeah let it go. i'm like Oh, yeah, it's not my car. That's when it's good to have female comics yeah. with you. Because if you were with boy comics, they'd be like, beat the fuck out of them. Girls are like, no, 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 no calm down, calm down. I'm not, I'm not a violent person. <laughs> no, I know. I've gotten them away from the window. But you don't know. Food and leave. But you also don't know what that guy is like. Because I was oh, on a jury I know once. What that guy's like. I was on a jury once. And it was a case that someone got stabbed in You're a drive thru. That? How did you end up on I jury? loved it. I wanted to do it. I love law. I I will go and sit and watch court cases. Oh, yeah, I do that all the time. The like, court here? Are you, oh, you guys are leaving tomorrow, aren't you? I would go. Monday morning. That would be the best. Oh, oh, my oh, man. God. I might Monday, take a vacation up here just to go to Monday, Monday morning, morning court. Monday morning bail court is so good here. <laughs> it's great. But half of it's from the Edmonton Remand Center via video. Oh, boo. Yeah, but uh, it's fun to sit there and then... Facebook the people that are on yeah. charges, right? And you're like, oh, nobody knows yet. <laughs> oh my oh, god, so fun. But I was on a jury once. Why is that dumb? I I've I dreamed of being selected for a jury for years, and I finally yeah, was. Well, it I was great. You could probably do. me. I couldn't I'm afford not, to be. Well, on that's jury the thing. Is like I had like a job where I was making more. <laughs> 
that's another reason <laughs> I don't the jury. trust the legal system we have in Canada because juries are generally full of stupid people. Yeah, that, that don't have real jobs. Do. It's true. So it is all true. I encourage if anybody is still listening to our rambling. Yeah, uh, they always do. I think yeah, jury nullification is the best way you can fix this country. If you don't believe in the charge, or if it's something stupid, or it's a non-violent offense, yeah, fucking not guilty. Doesn't yeah. matter what the charge is. If it's, if it's anything to do with drugs, not guilty. Oh, he moved a, a pound of marijuana. Yeah, not guilty. Not fucking guilty. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. he, you know, beat up a child molester. Not guilty. You know, like that's, that's okay. the only yeah, way you yeah. can affect the system, other than voting in a municipal election. Yeah, jury nullification. Yeah, people should know about that. Well, it was. I had a great time on the. It was really interesting, and I was like, and it was for a drive-through offense. So yeah, there was a, a, a like an altercation at a drive-through, yeah, and this guy, common. which was basically kind of like he was in a car in front of the guy, and he gets out, and he's a big white guy, and he comes walking, uh, coming storming up to this guy's car, and he's a, he was a smaller East Indian dude, and then the so what happened was the guy, uh, the East Indian guy, stabbed him, but yeah. It was like so. It was really interesting because you get the first you get his side of the story, and then you're like, "Fuck that guy! What an asshole!" And then you get his side of the story, and you're like, "Oh, fuck this racist asshole that came charging towards this guy, and all he did was hold something up, and he ran into the knife." Did they have video? No, but like it was, it, they had a lot of witnesses, and it was it was it completely clear. It was very clear, and like the there was like not much deliberation. We were all like, "Yeah, def- this guy is not guilty of stabbing this guy. This guy's a fucking idiot. He deserved to be stabbed." Basically, he stabbed himself. He ran into a fucking knife like an idiot. But it was really, I, I think it was like a week. How'd you run into that knife seven times yeah. in a row? Yeah. You're so stupid. Yeah, no, he only got stabbed once. But no, well, like that it was guy's not a very good stabber, so he's the idiot. Yeah. Learn how to stab properly. Come on. <laughs> it was so cool, though, and very interesting, and I would love to be on a jury again. I would definitely do it again if I Yeah, could. if I was on days off or if it was only going to be a few days. It was just or... really interesting. I mean, I don't know how I'd feel about being on one of those month-long ones, but I don't know how much that happens in Canada. That seems like it's always an American thing where you're on a Quite jury a forever. Quite a few. Really? Well, you can go and just check the docket. Um, it'll like after you go through security, you're in the courthouse. There's a bulletin board, yeah, and it will show you which courtroom is having what. If it's bail, if it's uh, if you only see like usually it'll have like a list like 15 to 20 yeah. different names. You're like, okay, that's gonna be bail and continuances, and that's nothing. Then if it's got one or two, it's usually like assault, assault with a deadly weapon, attempted murder. Like, oh, I'm gonna go check out that one for a few hours today. Yeah. Right? It's interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. I've always been very interested in law. When I went to business school, I took business law, and it was my favorite class. And I've always been like, fuck, it would be odd. I would be a good lawyer, but I just am not a reader. I don't want to have to read and read. Yeah, I'm just. I think I have reading disabilities or something. Teach you, but... is teach you how to read like Martin's Criminal Code. Yeah. You just got to learn what sections, subsections, clauses, subclauses. Like You just need to learn all that. Once you know that, it's just everything is accessible yeah. to read by book. To understand legalese, once you, it's like learning another language. Once you can read it, you're set. You find out anything you want. Yeah. yeah. I think I'd rather just play one on TV. That, <laughs> like, that's the only way I'll ever become a lawyer is if I get it to be on a lawyer TV show. <laughs> I object. <There's, laughs> so I said I watch a lot of Amazon and Netflix, but I actually watch a lot of YouTube. Yeah. And there's a great dude on there called Legal Eagle. Okay. He's a real lawyer, and all he does is critique like lawyer television shows and shit. And he just did that Bird Law episode from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> it, it gets American, but it, it's, we're more or less a very similar system. Yeah. Yeah, he's good. Legal Eagle. Check him out. I should he's look that fun. up. That we is interesting because I'm, I'm, I'm very obsessed with murder podcasts yeah. and like 
Um, I just like I I don't know what it is. I like I like learning about. I've always liked true crime and all this kind of stuff. Like I, well, you got a lot of time on your hands. Why don't you go to the Edmonton Police? Because you're in Edmonton now. Yeah, right? I live literally two blocks from police headquarters. Yeah, headquarters is where you want to go. Go find out where homicide detectives are. Go do a podcast with them yourself. Do you think they would do one with me? They got to get it clear with their supervisor. I was gonna do one uh, with a. Obviously, you should like. Give you his first name. His name's Kyle. Yeah. Awesome dude. Yeah. Fucking nerd, but an awesome dude. <laughs> yeah. And I was going to do one with him, and uh, it just never really worked out because you can't talk about what agency they're with. or. I don't care. I just want to hear creepy stories. Oh, they, I'm sure they could tell you a lot without telling names. Yeah. I would love, like, I mean, I love interviewing just comedians on this can't podcast, but yeah, I do want to, I, I also have this idea of, like, I just want to get in a cab and give him 50 bucks and be like, will you do my podcast and we'll just, like, drive around? I thought about doing that with a hooker one. <laughs> I was like, well, I just want to see, like, who's this Montreal escort? Like, how'd you end up in Fort Mac yeah. fucking for four days? I yeah. Mean, you're making bank. Oh, my God. I'd love to hear some of the stories. I've heard stories from other comics. None of it on podcasts. Oh, my God. I've heard some great ones. <laughs> yeah, I got to get, I got to start finding those weird people. Because people are like, well, I don't want to be a pie. It won't be funny. I'm like, no, I'll be funny. I'll yeah, do the funny. Yeah. You tell me the creepy <laughs> shit, and I'll give some funny comments along. And I don't even care if this podcast isn't funny. That's not like. Did you grow up on Mystery Science Theater? 3000? I did. Yeah. I did. I did. And um, there's two guys in Vancouver, Eric uh, Fell and uh, Patrick Maliha. They do this thing called Gentlemen Hecklers. Gentlemen Hecklers. Yeah. So they like. Podcast? <clears throat> you know, it's a live show, so you'll watch a movie and they'll heckle the movie. Okay. It's basically like Mystery Science Theater 3000, but yeah. um, but they wrote on the new. The new series, set? yeah, they wrote on the new stuff. You know what movie podcast I really like is How Did This Get Made? You ever listen to that? With is the, that a movie one? Yeah. Oh. Paul Shear, uh, Jason, oh, I'm going to fuck up his name. Yeah. Whatever. You'll Ooh. recognize him when you see him. Yeah. One, one of those. And they like talk about how. Th- well, they do a mini episode and they'll tell you what movie they're going to watch next. And then they watch it and then they sell out fucking theaters. Yeah. A live audience comes in and then they just talk about the movie. Yeah. And I bought. Courtney, the love of my life, had never seen Roadhouse. So oh, my I God. I ordered it on Blu-ray yeah. because every Blu-ray collection has to have Roadhouse in it. <laughs> so we watched it, and then I found they had done an episode oh, like seven fucking years ago on Roadhouse. Hilarious. Yeah. So good. Oh. Like Next week is uh, they just did Look Who's Talking Now with the Talking Dogs. Oh, yes. Because they had that was a request. They had done Look Who's Talking 2. They yeah. skipped the first one. They just rip into it, and then... You know, all the, the fallacies. and It's really funny. It's good. I love these movie podcasts anyway. Yeah, those are movie podcasts are good, especially if it's like somebody that knows a lot about movies that's, that's talking about it or has been in a lot of movies. The Look Who's Talking movie, I was always so uncomfortable at the beginning when it was like the sperm swimming. I'm like, yeah, well, they, oh, they this address is weird. That. Like, people think this is a kid's movie. This is not it's, a fucking No, kid's I remember movie. seeing that as a kid yeah. and being like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that toilet is talking to me. <laughs> Frightened me. I couldn't pee for three days. <laughs> I always wanted to do like a like a show about like a sh- live show, not a podcast, just a live show about uh, did this movie hold up? Like, because there's so many movies that I loved when I was a kid, and then I'll watch them now. I'll be it'll be like eight rape jokes off the top, and I'm like, holy shit, <laughs> this is like uncomfortable to watch now. Yeah. Oh, I figured out the other day, um, in 1993, 91, 91, Terminator Two came out. And my father is a pipeliner, and I was visiting him in Kenora, Ontario. Parents were split. So he took me to the movie theater when I'm seven, and 
I don't remember completely. I think he just like dropped me off. Like, oh yeah, go enjoy the movie. I'll see you later. Right? To see Terminator Two when I'm seven. Um, that is a uber violent film. Oh yeah, not appropriate for a seven year old to see. No, and like, like, oh yeah, this is why I love movies so much because I was exposed to shit I should not. I saw Pulp Fiction when it first came out. Yeah, how old are you now? I'm thirty four. Thirty. So you're three years younger. So I was like, yeah, I was like fifteen or sixteen when that came out, and I remember yes. we snuck in well, to see I it. Should not have seen Pulp. Fiction. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, like, I was always afraid of horror movies and i i saw my first horror movie was poltergeist when i was nine and that really was not good for me it was not good for me to see at nine years old but uh but i but now i appreciate them and i'm I'm glad that i was exposed to them kind of i mean i don't think you should shelter your children from shit but i don't don't i'm never having kids i i won't give advice to parents i'll laugh at the stupidity yeah but yeah no courtney has convinced me i'm uh, i'm getting the snip Oh, you guys are for yeah. sure not. Well, that's one of the reasons we're together. That's we awesome. That that no children. No children. Yeah. Do you have dogs? We have a dog, but he it's too fucking cold for him up here because he's old. So he oh. stays at the family farm. And then we bring him back in the spring. Cute. And we have a cat that we kind of call our cat dog because he comes to his name. Yeah. He sits for treats. Like, you know. Yeah. His name's Hefe. Hefe. I boss. love it. Yeah. I love it. That's very cool that you are like 100% and you've. Because I'm not sure about having kids. I know my boyfriend really does, but he's also said if you don't want them, we don't have to have them. Like, he's like, Yeah, a, you should sort that shit out. Well, it, it is sorted sort of, out. It's just like, I've always. <laughs> I don't know why you should say this on the pot. No, I'm not going to say So, I enjoy being an uncle. Yeah, it's That's fun. fun yeah. I'm like an aunt to all of my friends' children. Yeah. I like I like I like being that weird lady that comes over sometimes and brings us candy. <laughs> I got rich friends, so I can't spoil their kids. Yeah. But I got like fan like my my sister's kid, like I, he's new. He uh he was born on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Actually, that's a funny fucking story. <laughs> my mom moved, she was living here for a while. She moved back cuz my sister was having her kid and uh she took pictures. Like Your sister lives here? No. Oh, in Ontario. Ontario. Okay. Yeah. And uh, she took pictures after the baby was born, right? Like holding the kid, right? Well, my mom, not good at photos or social media, sends me the photo. It's my sister's tit just hanging out, right? <laughs> I'm like, man, that kid has got a weird bald head, and that's a nipple, and that's not the kid's head. That's my sister's tit. So I'm like, oh, thanks for sending me tit pics, mom, of my sister's breasts. That's <laughs> awesome, right? So I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. So now, like, uh, I buy a lot of shit for him, and now I'm gonna get, I'm gonna spoil the fuck out of yeah. that kid. But he's gonna get spoiled by his own parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's fun being that person that doesn't have to. I'm gonna come in twice a year, bring you all the shit. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'll tell you at seven what yeah. I think of you. I've told people their babies. When you turn eighteen, babies. I'll take you uh, drinking. <laughs> drinking when you're fourteen. <laughs> okay, fuck, all right. Fuck government rules. But no, <laughs> I've told people, like, like, isn't he just the most adorable baby? I'm like, no, nah, he's kind of ugly. Like, what? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, shit, I'm not supposed to say that, am I? Oh, I've seen really cute babies, but I've also seen ugly babies. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Did you tell them it was an ugly No. Baby? That was my you, mistake. Yeah, you can't do that. People freak the fuck out. They don't talk to me anymore. Well, because their child is perfect in every way, no matter what. <laughs> no yeah, matter what they did. false. It is false. And I think false. all parents need to realize that. <laughs> because guess who's not perfect? Anybody. Nobody's perfect. Nobody. Not even your little fucking infant. Perfection. I'm never going to reach my goal, <laughs> but fuck, you're going to keep reaching for that rainbow. That story about your mom said. <laughs> my yeah. mom is like that too. Like she doesn't understand how things. I don't know. <laughs> my I was in Toronto and I couldn't have my cat with me, so 
I left with my cat with my mom, and she was fine. But she loved that cat. And uh, my mom calls me one day. I'm leaving work, and I'm on the streetcar, and she's like, "I need to tell you, um, Maddie. We had to put Maddie down today because she was sick, and we had to put her down." And so, like, I'm like, up, up crying on the streetcar. And my mom says, but don't worry, I got a picture of her for you so that you can have it. And I was like, oh, so she's like, I'll send it to you. I can only imagine. And she sends me a picture of my mom holding my dead cat. Not a picture before she died. She took a picture of her dead and sent it to me. You know, because that's the memory you want forever. Oh, my God. I burst out (laughs) laughing. Like, it just, like. (laughs) What else could you do, Because, Jesus Christ, why would you think I want a picture of my cat dead? Why couldn't you have taken a picture two minutes before the needle went in so that I could remember her alive? Oh, my God. I still cannot believe she did that. It's still one of the funniest things (laughs) that she has ever done. I... The baby boomers, oh my god, they're cra- now that they're getting into the seniors. It's our. This is why the world is the way it is because the baby boomers are fucked. <laughs> no, it's because the baby boomers were always fucked, but now they've got a plan. That's all Facebook is now. It's old people. Yeah. Right. And now they can share their stupid opinions. Oh and yeah. Misinformed information. Yes. Yeah. And it's like. Oh well, uh, if 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 Karen shared it, then I will too. We're both in our seventies and don't know fuck all about global politics nowadays. Like but... this meme of a of a minion. If you hate Trudeau, <laughs> share this for good luck. Don't share it for seven years of battle. Oh my, my favorite. god! Oh, this just happened too. Um, I saw a long time ago. It was a picture of uh, uh, Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan Kenobi, and it was on a mantle. And it was someone, it was on Twitter, and they're like, uh, Mom, that's not Jesus. She thought she put up a picture of Jesus. Oh, my but God. My friend's grandmother, who I love dearly, she's absolutely hilarious. She's an old movie lady, posted a different picture of Ewan McGregor. And it's like, share if you love Jesus and believe he's coming back. Oh, my God. I fucking died. I had to screen ca- capture it. And then I posted that old one. I'm like, um, that's not Jesus. Oh, my God. And then I screenshot God. that and sent it to all her grandkids that I'm friends with. Like, <laughs> this is so fucking good. I've been waiting two years for her to post this. I knew it would happen. This has been in my phone ready to go for exactly this day. <laughs> and it just happened last week. So good. <laughs> that's amazing. I love old people Facebook sometimes. It's ridiculous. It's half the fun that's still left on it. Right? Yeah. Because people don't understand what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> so is there a comedy scene in Fort McMurray now? It's it's small. Because you're like the only comic that I know up no, here. No, there's a there's some good ones. We're very small. We yeah. have like six that want to pursue it. But because we're up here, we only have one open mic every other week. Yeah. So Where is it? Bailey's. Oh, okay. Yeah. We what? do it every other Tuesday. Oh, every other Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. Is it well attended? No. <laughs> no. Uh, I missed a bunch because on that shift I was on, and I, I'm working nights now. Yeah. I got sent home early last night. That's how I get to see you. Okay. I should be sleeping right now. Oh, good for you for being here. Sleep. This is like 1030 at night for me. But oh, my I God. I get up uh, to catch the bus. I had to get up at 3. So. Oh, my a... God. Are you coming to the show tonight? No, you're not. Well, I don't think we're going to be going to work tonight. Uh, they said they would call us and let us know. But okay. I was like, yeah, I'm not coming in. Fuck it. Kathleen and Celeste are here. I'm not yes. Going to work. Yes. Fuck money. Come to the show. Fuck money. <laughs> Come to the show. Hopefully no, it'll we, be better than last we night. We do have a small scene. Um, we we try to help each other out. We got writing sessions every now and then. Yeah. We help each other with tags as best we can. Um, I have tried many times to organize. We've done uh, burn and turns down to Edmonton. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. We've left here. Gone down. Celeste was saying that when we were driving up here, she goes, 
I will like drive down to Empress and then drive back up here. It's a four and a half hour drive. Yeah, each way. Yeah. In a terrifying highway. Nah, I don't mind that highway. It's not bad at all. Well, it used to be awful because it used to just be twin. I'm not twin. It used used to be just one way. Yeah, Yeah, no, we'll go down and then I'll try to catch like the 8 o'clock at Urban, the 9 o'clock at Empress, and the 10 o'clock back at Urban again. Yeah. Like if I can at least get 15 minutes of stage time, it was worth the nine hours of driving. Jesus. This is the hustle, right? This is. Yeah, this is what I mean. Like there are there are spoiled, rotten comics in Toronto that don't leave Toronto. Yeah. And don't understand like the <laughs> we, got, we got a guy the, here the struggle. His name's Curtis. I think you've met him. Oh, I, I Curtis like Curtis Gilbert. Is he doing comedy now? Yeah. Okay, I thought he was. At it too. I know he's he used to like come to these shows like when I first was here and like he was, he's such a nice guy, very cool and like hangs. Oh, at, he's hilarious. And dude. I he's I a think fucking I, gangster with it too because you know what he used to do? We didn't have a comedy scene. Yeah. He'd go to the karaoke night or the open mic night, yep. jack the stage for five minutes and tell comedy to people that didn't want to hear comedy. But that's how he would get stage time. That's what we did in Edmonton. Murdered it, man. We like Sidetrack Cafe had a music open mic on Mondays and like four of us would go down and they'd put us in between two musicians. Like they'd do two musicians and they'd let one of us go up. And, t- and same with karaoke. We do go can, instead of a song. Can I just tell five minutes of jokes? And they're like, what? And they're like, yeah, but that's how you get good. Yeah. You have to through adversity. If you are fucking, if you're a comic and you've never done jokes at a karaoke bar or struggled at a music open mic, you should go out and try that because you are pampered to just have comedy I open the mics. Other day I want to go do it, but then put on Sarah McLaughlin's Arms of an Angel and then do all my dead hooker bits. Oh my God. That'll just add an element of comedy all to itself. <laughs> what do you, what's your thing with dead hookers? These poor dead hookers. Oh, it's not an obsession. It's just an interest. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I hung out with a lot actually. Yeah, like, like I said, I've worn many hats and yeah. had many fucking jobs. What's your craziest job that you've had? Well, daycare, I think. But daycare, I can't believe I drove tow truck in Scarborough for a while. Oh my god! And then like in downtown Toronto, and we go hang out at the Hooker Harveys. Yeah, three in the morning, watch DVDs with some of the the streetwalkers. Yeah, there, and just normal people. Of know. course, they're normal people. They're but, normal people that are in a different situation. Normal people in a shit situation yeah. for the most part, right? But yeah, I just hang out with them and it's kind of interesting. And then like you start seeing a few dead. And like the first time I saw one, I'm like, oh, that's Candace. Oh, that's so sad. Like, oh, yeah. I don't want to do this job. Fuck it. <laughs> so yeah, it's not an obsession. It's an interest. It's an interest. <laughs> it's a tribute to these women that have been slain by disgusting men. <laughs> Let's shift gears back, though, to the comedy scene. Okay, yeah. We're going to be doing a, a, a turn and burn on Sunday the 8th, I believe. We're coming down. December? Yeah. Am I into, I think I'm. I don't I'm, know if we were going to hit Urban or Empress. I'm not going to try to do both because I want to hang out afterwards. I'm in Calgary that night. Yeah. Otherwise, I would. That'd be fun. Lisa's out of town that day, and I don't know. I, I think we might end up going to to Urban just because, like, some of my my, I call them my comedy godfathers. Yeah. The guys that got me started because I spent a year in the Edmonton scene. Yeah. That's how I learned. That's where I got my first. Yeah. You know, not my first stage. I'm my first couple of open mics. Um. Alex Fortin and Sterling Scott helped me a lot. Yeah. Like, taught me a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I first did comedy here at the casino. They used to do comedy every Wednesday. Yeah. I would help promote it, help try to fill that room. They don't do it anymore? No, I haven't done it since the fires. But because I helped it so much, the manager's like, hey, do you want to go up on stage one night? And I'm like, yes, I guess so. I've never done comedy. I've never done an open mic. Yeah. 
And then I went up and tried to do 10 minutes, having never done comedy before. Yeah. I recorded it because, of course, you do. Yeah, I recorded my first set, and I will never yeah. let anyone hear it. Oh, I put it on YouTube. You're crazy. I don't give a shit. Whatever. Fuck it. It's my first time. You're either going to judge it and like it or hate it, but I've packed the room. It was sold out. Oh, my God. It's, uh, yeah. So I was happy with it. I did all right. I get to do it um, for uh, Simon Gorsak, and then he came up after. He's like, is that your first time doing comedy? I'm yeah. Like, yeah. He goes, like, you've never done an open mic? No. And he goes, I hate you. <laughs> That's awesome. I did awesome. all right. But then we evacuated, and I found myself in Kelowna, and then that's there's where I a met strong you. scene there. Oh yeah, that's where we met. I met you at Dakota's. Okay. Yeah. When you were up for a weekend. Yeah, there's and a great scene in Kelowna. Yeah, really good. And that was the first open mic I ever did. Yeah. And I guess I did a comedy faux pas. I uh, told a very like it was just in my mind like a, a street joke. Yeah, that's a faux pas. Had, yeah. Well, I, you don't know. I had a street joke shit. in my act for uh, like a few months when I first started. I had no idea. Yeah. And then someone pulled me aside. They're like, you're doing a street joke. Don't. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. You a guy here that's all he does is just like reads internet jokes. Yeah, no. Call him DJ dad joke. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, no, you have to write your own material. There's also, there was like a little bit of a, there was a little scuffle on the boards the other day about... um uh, people headlining when they're not ready oh, and yeah, no, and that, undercutting. That, that was from here. Yeah, and yeah. it seems that the like like the whole uh, the mentality of like, well, I mean, some one of them actually said, well, some people can't afford a real comedian. I'm like, <laughs> just listen to what we'll, you just said. We'll get into that <laughs> off the podcast. But it is it is, <laughs> but it does happen when you get smaller scenes because you get people who are like, well, I I mean, I headline the open mic. I do 20 minutes, but it, 20 minutes is a huge difference from 45, it which is what you should do. two years to build my half hour. Yeah. Yeah. And even if you have a half an hour, you, you're not in headlining. I have 40 minutes. I'm happy with 30 of it. Yeah. So then you shouldn't be headlining yet. No, You should no. only I headline once headline. you get 45 that you're sure I'm, could I, get you out of a bad... Even last night, I was fucking... Str- I was losing my voice. They kept on sending me shots of tequila because I was yelling at them for being assholes. And then... Like, it was just a, a train wreck of a show. And there were all these people on this side. They were super trying to enjoy it. And then this one fucking table of uh, of a Christmas party with one fucking dude. Yeah. yeah. And they thought it was funny because I was ragging on him. But then eventually I'm like, this isn't funny anymore. Like, yeah. you guys are wrecking this show. So that, that was... happens here a lot. <clears throat> that was a fucking struggle of a 45 minutes. That was painful. I can't imagine... Going up with only 30 minutes and having to do 45 and, and enjoying yourself. That's what I don't understand. Yeah. But then th- but then somebody does that and they're terrible. So that group is like, we're never getting comedy ever again. So now you've, yeah. you've stopped a job for other comics. You probably asked for 200 when you sh- they should have been paying 1500 <laughs> Like it's this big issue and um, – and there's no way of like, and then people are like, well, you're being mean to the people that where, where, how else are we supposed to get experience? You're supposed to open. Grind. Grind. That's yes. That's how you get experience. You don't just say, oh yeah, I'm a headliner. I made yeah. this poster. No, it's really fucking crazy that people, I mean, yeah. I, well, I can tell you the one person I know yeah. that came from Edmonton that killed the casino. Okay. Tell us on the air. I'm not saying <laughs> You'll know his it. name. Okay. You'll, I'm sure I'll know him. hundred percent. I I'm finally, sure I could probably guess. <laughs> it's exactly who you think it is. It's, um, I finally convinced people. Like, it's hard with shift work here, right? Yeah. Like, you can't go out on a Wednesday night. The show starts at 8. You're not getting home till 7.45. We're not going out. You yeah. I mean? So it's hard to build it. I finally convinced, like, 12 of my friends this one time to come out. Yeah. And this guy came up as an opener that 
I don't even consider an open micer. Yeah. But he runs his own show in Ugh. Edmonton. And he came up, and I finally got people up, and they're just like, <sighs> he did internet jokes. He, it, was, it was more pity laughs than anything, if that. It was fucking terrible. My friends were like, we're never coming to comedy here again. Why would you? You told us this was yeah. good. I'm like, you got to understand, comedy is subjective. Sometimes we get good ones. Yeah. Sometimes we get shit ones. This one like, was provided by Callback, right? Yeah. And I guess sometimes they let their headliner pick their opener. Yeah, they do often, Well, which is nice for, so if, you, if your headliner picks a good opener. <laughs> well, this person did not. Yeah. Um, the headliner wasn't that great either. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it just, it fucking, because like, the word spread quick. Like, I'm not going there. It fucking sucked. They paid money to go. Yeah. And you maybe in that hour and a half laughed twice. See, this is the thing. As a comedian, <clears throat> you need to be honest with yourself. Are you going to destroy something that other comedians need yeah. for your selfishness. Yeah, they will. And yeah. so that's the thing is like, that's what more <laughs> comics need to be. And people need to be like, you should not be headlining. And then they can, you're just saying that cause I'm a woman. You're just saying that because I'm this, no, I'm saying this cause you're not funny yet. You're not funny for 45 minutes yet. Well, that's, that's a problem we have here is we're, well, cause it's a small explain, scene. Yeah, we're very isolated. And yeah. Insulated comedy community. Yeah. So you're like, all cheering each other on. Yeah. 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 Cause we're like, this is a team sport. Yeah. It's, as individualistic as it is standing on stage, it's kind of a team sport nowadays, right? Yeah. You want to see your other friends succeed. You need them to succeed to build the scene. Yeah. But the problem becomes that we get people that are only doing a couple, two a month, if you're lucky. Um, we kind of worked out a deal where we get to MC for the headliners to come up for Yuck Yucks, yeah. and that's been good. So that will give you a chance to work when you actually have a real audience yeah. to work on your slightly polished bits that you've been working on for months at the open mic. Because I've done, like, the same joke at open mic 15 times because, oh, look, there's five new people in the yeah. audience. Now I can finally I, try this joke yeah. again. Now I'm going to try it with that little inflection I added. I got an extra tag to it, right? So now I can try it out. And nope. Fucking failed there too. I know <laughs> this is funny. Then we come down to Edmonton. Yeah. Get to do Empress. I had a great time in Empress. Yeah. I got lots of laughs. It was really enjoyable. And then we drove back up. I had to stop for a nap on the highway for a half hour. I yeah. I, I, I did it. It's a it, it and that's the thing that like I for some reason new comedians feel like I'll do it for two months and then I'm I'm a, and then I'm a pro. But it's like no like it, it, it no. is a hard fucking grind. No. The only the only way you'll get better is by gradually moving your time up so you get five minutes great then you get 10 minutes then you get 15 then you get 20 and you keep building and you build yeah. it and build it until you have a full fucking set but now there's people that are like well i'm louis ck i'm retiring that bit now like, why are you retiring no. bits in your first year of comedy Fuck <laughs> sakes. i mean those people like i mean it'll just i, I have quit comedy has because they're not funny or I yeah they were funny but they're just I was like, ooh, that's edgy and funny. I was like, no, you just sound like a fucking asshole. Yeah. So I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm not doing that anymore. I had a really, what I thought was hilarious transgender joke. Guess what? I'm not doing it Probably anymore. not funny. It was kind of funny. I told it to, we have a transgender comedian here. Yeah. I told it to her. She's like, oh, that's actually kind of funny. I'm like, yeah. I kind of want to just give it to you. Just give it to them then. Uh, but I, but if Sometimes jokes funny, don't work for you. Louis C.K. wrote a ton of Rick. Uh, Chris Rock's jokes because he couldn't say them, but they're fucking hilarious. So when yeah. Chris Rock said them, it works. But if Louis C.K. said what, no, it would not work. But it's he's just like I don't want to let it go though. Yeah, well, I like it. I but like it. but are you gonna use it? I don't know. I've used it a few times. It's worked well, but uh, let me like just recommend to you as a white male doing transgender jokes. It's just not. It's just not going to I'm unless it was off. unless it's the oh, greatest no. fucking transgender joke of all time. Oh, it's definitely not the greatest. 
then don't then give it to then give it to somebody that's going to use it yeah, i might i might do, do it yeah. do it don't be afraid to let go of jokes oh, no, i'm fine with it. i've done it i've yeah. got a whole book that i'm like mm, i'm not doing that anymore yeah and then the only other thing i can say about this whole uh thing is if you're in a if you're a comedy person if you if you're an, an audience member and you're at a show that sucks please don't give up on stand-up because you were at one show that sucked because Mm-hmm. I I mean, hopefully you will go again, and you will and you will be lucky enough to have a, a talented comedian, and it'll change your mind. But that's that's I hate that so much. People are like yeah. I went to comedy once and it was terrible. I'm never going again. Yep. Like don't you got to give it chances. You gotta find out who you like. It's like going to bands. You could if you went and saw one shitty band, would you never stop go to music again? No. Yeah. After Blink One Eight Two, I stopped going to concerts. <laughs> I loved Blink One Eighty Two, but I thought my compass was cute. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I have terrible taste in music. I'm retiring on music concerts because nothing could ever top this. That's yeah. how good it was. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's not how it works. That's, not how it works. <laughs> well, that's very cool. I'm glad to hear that there's a scene starting here in Fort McMurray. I'm glad. going for about yeah. two years. It's just, like I said, the grind is hard. It is. It's it's much harder when you're in a small city. That's what I. That's why I say like like if somebody starts in Toronto or Vancouver, it's it's harder to get stage time because there's more people there. Like out here, you can get. But it's harder to get stage time out here. But like, if you are in one of those those cities and you don't ever leave, I don't. Yeah, you're I, isolated. You're you're so isolated. You like, won't grow. No, you. In my opinion, if you can't play in almost any room that you go into, you you got to work on it. And like, I can't play any any room because I'm not clean enough to play some rooms, which is weird. But uh, but yeah, but like, if you can only do well in downtown Toronto or only do well in downtown Vancouver, then you're not doing well. No. <laughs> I really think that part of being a stand-up comedian is going on the road. Well, I I'm I don't think I'm ever going to be a professional comedian. It's yeah. not really a goal I have at this point in my life. Yeah, I do it because I enjoy it. Um, I I'm not interested. I'm obsessed with comedy. I, it is yeah. thoroughly one thing I absolutely love, and we'll go to my. I'll take days off work. Like I'll take a stat holiday where I'd make a thousand dollars. And say, no, I'm not coming to work. I'm going down to see Anthony Jeselnik. Yeah. Like, it's worth it to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I want to enjoy doing it. The moment you hate it, like, this is just a hobby for me. I've made some money doing it. Yeah. Not anything. Like, I can't quit. The lifestyle I have up here, I thoroughly enjoy. Yeah. Like, I really like this town. Like I said, with the great gun range. Uh, I was in flight school here. Uh, we run this river. My friends have a jet boat. We go camping up the river. Yeah. Like there's just, there's so much things to do here that I don't want to leave. And comedy would require me to leave here and leave the lifestyle I have that I enjoy. You do. It, it's good to be self-aware in that, in who you are as a comedian. There is like, a, I've worked with comics before. They're like, I don't even want to be doing this show. I'm like, then why did you take it? Yeah. If you don't want to be doing it, why, why didn't you let somebody who wants to do it? Who wants to make I'm that shitty amount of money? About it, that's the thing is, but I'm not. Yeah, like I'm not pursuing this. This is not a source of income for me. This yeah. is not my. You just hear you enjoy it. You want to do it. There yeah. are comics out there that have to do it, and I would consider if I didn't have to do comedy, I might have a better life. <laughs> I might have money in my bank account all the You're time. I might. Peppermint dicks but it's the, I might be getting so many peppermint dicks and meat cubes. Meat but cubes. I love doing this so much that even after last night being such a fucking shit show i can't wait to get on a stage again it's this Tonight's weird gonna be better. I oh i know it will almost be guaranteed. but it's just like but it is like this thing it's a sickness that 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 some comedians have and that so when you see comics that are just like oh i don't even really want to do this gig then why are you taking it 
This is why I take people that I see potential on the road with me. They might not even be that good of a comic yet, but I can see that they have the potential. And those are the people who need the road work yeah. to get better. Someone gave me that chance. Exactly. That's what you got to do. Yeah. People gave me a chance. You got to be a, you, once you are in the position to give chances, you got to start giving chances to people that deserve it, to people that are working for it. I, I pursue it for the fun aspect, but I take it seriously. Yeah. Because comedy is a serious business. Yeah, it's a serious and business. It is, it is a serious, <laughs> serious business. So I take it seriously in the aspect that it's still fun. If it becomes not fun, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. But I, I, I'm a humble open micer. Yeah. I'm not an opener. Yeah. I have enough material that I think I could confidently open. Yeah. But I don't have the time, and I'm not going to take that away from someone that is pursuing it and 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 wanted to be their career. It's like yeah. So I'm like, if there's an opening. Like I, it happened here before, uh, a headliner di- or a uh, opener didn't show up. Oh wow! Yeah, so uh, I ended up splitting it with another guy here, yeah. Justin Shaw, another funny comic, runs a theater here, theater company. So he doesn't do comedy as much. Yeah. But uh, we ended up splitting it and went great. Yeah. Like, I, I enjoyed myself. I mean, I didn't get paid. Yeah. I think back, probably should. Why have. didn't they pay you? I don't know. Fuck! <laughs> I hate this business. Oh, you, it's experience. You got to so exp- Fuck you! Pay people for doing a job. Oh, that drives me fucking crazy. Anyway, I don't. I don't run the open mic here, but the person that set it up didn't even negotiate for like one free drink if you get on stage. Like we get nothing out of this. We get stage time. That's yeah. what we get. Yeah, they used to give us a tab here, but that stopped for some. Someone can, probably came in and ruined it. Probably. I think I think I know who that was too. <laughs> I probably know who that was too. Anyway, this has been a very fun podcast. The last thing I want to talk about is, like, right. is the message that you sent me the other day when you're like, "How much do you weigh?" <laughs> I was like, "What?" I was there like, was, "Excuse me." There was no polite way to ask that question. I've had to ask it to other females before. Yeah, and like I've tried to figure out what's the best approach to ask a woman her weight, <laughs> right? Like, and then. I didn't explain the context. And then adding 15 to 20 pounds to that number. We always add 20. (laughs) So we figured out the way to do it is like, we should preface it. Like I didn't give you context. It's going to take you guys. Yeah, you didn't. Yeah. You didn't tell me why you're like, I don't want to tell you why, but I want to take you somewhere and I need to know how much you weigh. And I'm like, (laughs) what are you taking me to the, to the slaughter factory? Like, are you (laughs) selling my body? Quarter you up. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to turn you into meat cubes. <laughs> yeah, you're making me into meat cubes? What's going on here? I'm going to make you the thing you love the most. <laughs> no, so I was going to take you guys flying. Yeah. I, 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 it's not an official title, but I give it to myself. I, I consider myself a bit of an ambassador to the comics to come up here. Yeah. Because I want comedy to thrive in this town. That's always so, awesome when there's a cool person in the town showing us around. Yeah, and like, so yeah it's I always want to provide, like, if I'm working... I got other people that will do whatever you need, take you around, pick you up, yeah, you know, pick shit up for you, like whatever you need. And I, I do mean whatever you need. <laughs> need some drugs? Want to kill a hooker? Like whatever, oh God, right? No, like stop talking about killing hookers. <laughs> All right, enough. <laughs> I'm putting my foot Wanna down. Hire one for the, like their intended purpose, like whatever, right? <laughs> and treat her with respect and tip her well. Of course. Okay. Yeah. No. People don't realize. Tip your prostitute. Yeah. Okay? Like. What is a tip? Them. Is it twenty percent? Why? I don't know. I've never had a prostitute. <laughs> Alive, anyway. Oh my God! Yeah. Stop talking. I don't. <sighs> anyway, so I just I, like I, I enjoy being an ambassador. The comics come up here because I want comedy to keep coming up here. The better it is, the more welcoming, the more comics be like, 
Oh, I heard four max. So fun. Someone oh, yeah. No, I went up there. It was great. It was a great audience. We had this great guy that took us around, uh, showed us all these places. It's actually a really cool place. You should go. And then that changes that comic's mind. Yeah. Now they want to come up. So now we're getting even better more comics. Comedy. Yeah. Not better, just more. More. I love that you're like, not better. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I meant. I know what you mean. So, like, when, uh, when Ryan Short came up, he brought Brad and. I took him flying. Yeah. Uh, one of my buddies is an Air Canada pilot, so we rented our plane. And when you need to know the weight calculations yeah. because you have to add fuel and everything, right? So you actually have to have to the exact pound to do all the calculations for your flight plan. Oh, my God, because I totally lied a little bit. I'm like, I don't – I was like – well, not even that. I didn't lie that much, but I was like – and then I'm like, will it really matter? I'm like, well, you know what? I would rather die in a plane crash than tell someone my real weight. Well, that's what would happen, <laughs> just so you know. That is what would have happened. I was 10, 10 pounds off, okay? Not 20. I was only 10. Well, so the solution that we've come up with is you just always tell them, like, we need to know your exact weight and, uh, you know, include your purse. And then you'd be shocked at how many people have 30, 40 pound purses. <laughs> it's incredible. I, it's how I get my biceps. I carry yeah. that fucking thing around yeah. all day. Yeah. What do you, what do you, what do you got in there? Like, <laughs> Jesus. You don't have a pocket dog. I don't think you got bricks. There's definitely not a bag of cement. That's a small Michael Kors clutch. There's oh no way that weighs 40 fucking pounds. But okay. So that was the easiest way yeah. that we've used to calculate it. And then whatever they told us, we just automatically add an extra 20. Yeah. No matter what you say. Oh my God. Yeah. And we just say, oh, it's for clothes and such it's also why i don't like skiing because you rent skis and they ask you how much you weigh and, and then you're like well if i lie i might be in danger <laughs> but if i, I tell them the danger. truth i'm gonna be humiliated <laughs> nah fuck humiliation it's fun i humiliate myself all the time i well now now i do now that i'm an adult and i've gone through all these humiliations and they're not that bad now i'm like whatever i don't feel, like that's why i was like well i'll tell them i should have been 10 pounds more honest with you, but whatever. We're not going now, so whatever. I don't know. Who cares? We're not going because of weather, unfortunately. Damn weather. It's, it's, I know it looks clear, but the ceiling's low. There is a storm coming. It's in Red Deer. I saw it on the news. It's like in Red Deer right now. It's going through Edmonton. I hope the roads are nice. Big issue is ice on the wings. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's a pain. And I don't want to throw up like Ryan Short threw up. Uh, All over the place or in a bag? In a bag. No, okay. he contained it. Like, great puker. Yeah. Oh. Congratulations. Like, he did good. But that, we fucked with him a little bit, though, right? Like, you, yeah, Celeste said you were diving and stuff. And I'm like, if he does that with me, well, I'll I punch him in the back of the head. I said I'll puke in his did, mouth if he. And I can't say where we went, but like, at one point, we were over the river and it's frozen because it was like around this time last yeah. year. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, you guys want to see where the fires were? And we come down and we're like, what are you doing? Like, I'm just going to land on the ice. No big deal. He's like, really? I'm like, no, you fucking idiots. And then we just pull up instantly and it just, boom, it just sits you into your seat like a roller coaster. Oh, my God. And it just, the G-force, boom. And I guess it just kind of made his stomach go, and then he's just back there. Oh, my God. (laughs) So we may or may not have like, oh, we'll just open the window. And, you know. Oh, no. Somewhere out in the forest is a bag of, you know. Ryan's vomit. Yeah. I saw a, a crow eating a pile of puke the other day, and I'm like, fucking crows. Man, fucking animals eating human vomit. We have the most insane ravens up here. The I know. The ravens I've ever seen in well, life. Well, Yellowknife has, like, ravens the size of small dogs. Yeah. <laughs> like, they are huge. They are scary. But they're I think they're actually a very cool bird. They're very... Crows... There's tons of crows in Vancouver, and people hated crows. But I love crows. They're smart. I would talk to them. The only thing on my body I don't have tattooed right now is my chest. Yeah. 
And for the longest time, I was like, I already know what I'm getting. Yeah. And one of it consists of a bird on a tree, and it was going to be an owl on my chest. Yeah. I've been up here seven years, like, fuck owls. It's going to be a giant raven. Yeah. A Fort Mac garbage-fed oil sand raven <laughs> is what's going on my chest. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Well, where can on that, then. Yeah, where can people find you? Oh, I'm on Instagram, Ty Brandt Comedy. I'm on Facebook, but don't fucking bother. Yeah, he won't. He'll delete you no, eventually. I won't, I won't delete you. I will accept your friend request and then unfollow you right away. Yeah. Uh, you know, but no, Instagram. Instagram. Instagram's Brandt the Comedy. best one. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I mean... And if you're ever in Fort McMurray, find him and he'll be hospitable to you. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I, I want more people to like this place. It is, a, it is a nice city now. Like, it's changed a lot. And it is, like, a... It is beautiful up here. I can't say enough good things about it, truthfully. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for coming on the Sweet. podcast. Thanks for having me. <laughs> you're welcome. Stop. Meat cubes and peppermint dicks. <laughs> I love it. Everyone listen up, start the podcast. It's got a favorite host with the coolest guest.